Hi everyone, and welcome to God's Plan, Your Part, a podcast where our goal is to read the entire Bible in a year, seeking to understand God's plan of redemption while discovering daily and practically your part in it. What happens when you start to take credit for something God did and you had nothing to do with it? That's kind of what we're going to get into here in just a second. Today we're looking at Judges chapter 7 and 8. It's kind of like Gideon part 2. I I feel like the the well-known story of Gideon is uh, 5 and 6. And kind of the downfall of Gideon is 7 and 8. And conveniently, we don't talk about that very often. I was going to say, it gets glossed over pretty pretty easily. Uh, So what got your attention today? When I was reading through chapter 8 today, um, this is, again, like you said, this is right after they conquer the Midianites. Gideon is like, okay, guys, just hand over all your, your earrings from the spoil of what we collected from the Midianites. And I was like, okay, like, what? what's the deal here? Why is he doing this? Um, and the result is that they end up making this idol that is like this weird like in my mind it's like one of those statues that you like dedicate to somebody who was like this great conqueror or whatever like that you see in present day cities um but he like builds up this this idol and puts it in is it his hometown like basically his is that where it's it's at in orpha yeah in his city and then it says in chapter 8 verse 27 all of israel all of israel hoard after it there and it became a snare to Gideon and to his family. It's so like immediately after they have victory over their enemies, it's like Gideon just like takes all the credit, turns right around, and is just like, awesome. Let's just keep going. And it's just like, ah, that's such a like sick, gross thing. Because God like, God actually like allowed Gideon to like test him and follow through with all his petty little weird things. And Gideon sees God answering his request firsthand and then just turns around and says, yep, look what I did. Look what we did. That's so awesome. Let's go worship other things now. It's funny because as far as the official account that's recorded in the Bible, all Gideon did was like blow a trumpet and crush a lantern. <laughs> and then like the Midianites killed off themselves and ran away. Uh-huh. And while they're running away, you kind of jumped ahead a little bit. Like at the, at the beginning of chapter eight, the Ephraimites are like, hey, it would have been nice for you to tell us that you were going to, like, fight mm-hmm, the Midianites. Mm-hmm. And he's like, how dare you? Like, I've been... I, this is this is the Ryan version. <laughs> so this is not the Lord's word. This is Ryan's made-up word. He's like, how dare you? Like, I am out here doing the Lord's work. I am mm-hmm. pursuing these goofy-named guys. They didn't even say, like, the Lord told me not to bring you all along yeah, yeah he didn't he didn't recognize god at all yeah he's just like i'm fighting these guys and you know what i'm gonna bring them back here <laughs> and i'm gonna kill them and then i'm gonna kill you and they're, they're israelites mm-hmm. they're israelite people mm-hmm. and he does he does exactly that doesn't he He like he like beats them um and like <laughs> puts thorns in their sides yeah he Wait, be- or am i mixing up chapters i don't think that's the case but it's possible it, it actually says this is uh chapter eight Verse 16, and he took elders of the city and took thorns of the wilderness yeah, okay. and briars with them and taught the men of Succoth a lesson. And, yes. <laughs> and verse 17, and he broke down the tower of Penuel and killed the men of the city. So Gideon is now killing Israelites. Mm-hmm. Well, he's like, Why in the world? He's like taking credit for God for sure. And you had mentioned earlier, it seems like he's like almost assuming that he's like this king figure, which is... 
Interesting. Well, then they then they ask him to become their king. He's like, nope, only God is the king. But then he acts like he's a king. Like, <laughs> he he creates an ephod for uh-huh, himself. Uh-huh. He takes several wives, which is um, the the Israelite kings and will do that, but that's clearly forbidden. Um, he has he has all these sons. He has all this money, and it it just like it all comes off the rails. And they make Baal their god. Mm-hmm. So it's crazy. And then one of his sons, Abimelech, decides, like, oh, there's too many sons. How am I going to be a powerful king if all these other people have a claim to my throne, which is not even really a throne? (laughs) And then there's one brother that gets away. And now there's kind of this, like, civil war, sort of. Mm -hmm. So, again, we're descending into madness again. But you know what's so crazy, too? Like, I'm thinking about, like, the actual Israelites, right? And picturing myself as one of them. That is under the authority of Gideon as a prophet, or excuse me, as a judge. I would feel so much uncertainty too. Like, shoot, like if this is the guy that God chose, I'm so confused right now. Because like, you would think that he's supposed to be leading us with, you know, wise practice. And he's just out there, you know, telling everybody to go worship this Baal, whatever God, and he's in charge and he's going to give them a good lesson if they don't listen. Like, I'd be so confused. So it's just, it's interesting. So this is the faithful guy that we're like, man, Gideon fought off tens of thousands with 300 and he trusted the Lord. And now it's like, yeah, to be fair, I don't think that at all about him. (laughs) Now he's creating idols and killing his own people mm-hmm. and taking wives and concubines like this is crazy mm-hmm. and it um, happens pretty quickly too that's what's like that's what's frustrating like man you just saw god doing all these crazy things now you're turning around to make it about yourself good job so then kind of a war breaks out between abimelech and jotham and and shechem is thrown in there and a really interesting verse, this is chapter 9, verse 23. God sent an evil spirit mm-hmm. between Abimelech and the leaders of Shechem, and the leaders of Shechem dealt treacherously with Abimelech. I think this falls in line. Like, you can read that and be like, why is God possessing people with evil? Um, I think you can easily read this and see it as sort of similar to hardening hearts, like we talked about in the past. Um, God allows evil people to pursue their own evil. Like Romans one has that same kind of feel like you turned against God and God allowed you to pursue whatever it is you want to pursue. So this spirit of division comes in them and it just tears them apart because God's turning them over to what they already want. I was going to say, yeah, because, because of their, um, split, it's going to cause like the nation to become, I guess, what's the word I want? Um, it's going to cause them to become weak again and fall yep. into the hands of their and, enemies. And you spin the circle. Yeah. It's going to yeah. bring them into submission to the enemy mm-hmm. and then they have to repent and then a new judge will rise up, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. we're just continuing to spin down. So the, the moral today that the, the, your part today is be really, really, really careful mm-hmm. about trying to take credit for something that God is doing. And I, man, I, I think this is such a tempting sin to fall into um, because God uses actual people. Like God is so gracious in that he allows us to be part of his plan in building his kingdom. Um, But it is so wildly important that you recognize that he is using you. And ultimately you are, you're nothing Mm -hmm. like you are nothing. You are just like a, a broken vessel, a jar of clay. Like the creator has made you for his purposes 
and it is our joy to serve him. And he is so gracious that he allows us to serve him. And when you start to take personal credit for what God has done, that is bad, bad, bad. Well, I think it's, it's definitely, it's definitely wrong when like, we also see like, wow, people are ready. They're ripe. They're like excited for this. And like when God does decide to move among his people in like awesome ways, how often do we see pastors all the time, like across the country, across the globe that are just like, look what we're doing. Like, look what we are able to do in our church. And it's like, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Look what God has allowed like his church to do. Like it is not us. This is a God It's very tricky and it's very tempting because God uses people Mm -hmm. for his purposes. Like God used Gideon. There's no question. Mm -hmm. God chose Gideon Mm -hmm. to work through, but Gideon instead glorified himself instead of glorifying God. And that is messed up. Something that I really appreciate. I'm just thinking of like pastors today. Um, I know sometimes Ryan, you get to preach at our church, right? Something that I always appreciate It's like, there's a lot of people that like get really hung up and like, well, good job, Ryan. Good job. And I know that bothers you sometimes, but the things that I appreciate hearing the most is just like, wow, like glory to God today. Because in those moments, it's like, well, we can take a lot of the credit for like the things that we feel like we are doing, but ultimately it is like all the glory is to God in this. Like, I hope that if nothing else, people see God glorified, not me. Yeah, and it, it's wild and tempting uh, mm-hmm. when you start to twist that up. Mm-hmm. It's very easy mm-hmm. to twist that up. And you see it all es- the time, especially everywhere. when there's like accolades tied to it, or like you know, if you like Gideon, for example, Gideon was able to lead the people successfully because God enabled him to do it. Mm-hmm. But the people wanted a leader so bad that they were like, "Oh man, lead us, be our king." And to his credit, he's like, "No, God's going to be our king." But something is still off in him. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think. You see that something is off in him in that first part of the story where he's just testing God over and over and over again. And so he's he's saying with his mouth, I won't be your king. But then his actions are like, yeah, actually, His I heart will. is definitely revealed within his actions. Yeah. yeah so uh, that's your part for me today. Like, it's, it's a reminder to be humble. Mm-hmm. It's a reminder to glorify God and thank God. I think privately and publicly yeah like man god like in your prayers thank you so much like i just praise you for the way that you came through the thing that you enabled me to do i don't know what that looks like for you um but then publicly like wow like god worked in this way so amazingly and like brought about such a cool opportunity and i'm just thankful Mm -hmm, i got to be part mm -hmm, of it mm -hmm. so that's the your part we'll be back again tomorrow and continue the downward spiral (laughs) of israel in judges see you then Hey, thanks so much for listening to our take on God's word. Stick around and listen to the word uh, on the second part of the podcast. Before we get in there, uh, we just want to remind you, you can connect with us at any time on social media and YouTube at God's plan, your part. Also, we are a listener supported podcast. So if you ever want to help us out with the ministry that we're doing, uh, you can do that by clicking the link in our description. And now here's the reading for today. Judges chapter eight. Then the men of Ephraim said to him, What is this that you have done to us, not to call us when you went to fight against Midian? And they accused him fiercely. And he said to them, What have I done now in comparison with you? Is not the gleaning of the grapes of Ephraim better than the grape harvest of Ebiezer? God has given into your hands the princes of Midian, Oreb and Zeb. What have I been 
able to do in comparison with you. Then their anger against him subsided when he said this. And Gideon came to the Jordan and crossed over, he and the three hundred men who were with him, exhausted yet pursuing. So he said to the men of Sukkoth, Please give loaves of bread to the people who follow me, for they are exhausted, and I am pursuing Zeba and Zalumna, the kings of Midian. And the officials of Sukkoth said, Are the hands of Zeba and Zalumna already in your hand that we should give bread to your army? So Gideon said, Well then, when the Lord has given Zeba and Zalumna into my hand, I will flail your flesh with the thorns of wilderness and with briars. And from there he went up to Penuel and spoke to them in the same way, and the men of Penuel answered him as the men of Sukkoth had answered. And he said to the men of Penuel, When I come again in peace, I will break down this tower. Now Zeba and Zalmunna were in Kekor with their army, about 15,000 men, all who were left of all the army of the people of the east, for there had fallen 120,000 men who drew the sword. And Gideon went up by the way of the tent dwellers east of Noba and Jagoba, and attacked the army, for the army felt secure. And Zeba and Zalumna fled and pursued and captured the two kings of Midian, Zeba and Zalumna, and he threw all the army into a panic. Then Gideon, the son of Joash, returned from the battle by the ascent of Heres, and he captured a young man of Sukkoth and questioned him, and he wrote down for him the officials and the elders of Sukkoth, seventy-seven men. And he came to the men of Sukkoth and said, Behold, Zeba and Zalumina, about whom you taunted me, saying, are the hands of Zeba and Zalumina already in your hand, that we should give bread to your men who are exhausted? And he took the elders of the city, and he took thorns of the wilderness and briars, and with them taught the men of Sukkoth a lesson. And he broke down the tower of Penuel, and killed the men of the city. Then he said to Zeba and Zalumina, Where are the men who you killed at Tabor? They answered, As you are, so were they. Every one of them resembled the son of a king. And he said, They were my brothers, the sons of my mother. As the Lord lives, if you had saved them alive, I would not kill you. So he said to Jether his firstborn, Rise and kill them. But the young man did not draw his sword, for he was afraid, because he was still a young man. Then Zeba and Zalumna said, Rise yourself and fall upon us. For as a man is, so is his strength. And Gideon arose and killed Zeba and Zalumina, and he took the crescent ornaments that were on their necks of their camels. Then the men of Israel said to Gideon, Rule over us, you and your son and your grandson also, for you have saved us from the hand of Midian. Gideon said to them, I will not rule over you, and my son will not rule over you. The Lord will rule over you. And Gideon said to them, Let me make a request of you. Every one of you give me the earrings from his spoil, for they had golden earrings because they were Ishmaelites. And they answered, We will willingly give them. And they spread the cloak, and every man threw, it, threw in the earrings of his spoil. And the weight of the golden earrings that he requested was 1,700 shekels of gold, 
besides the crescent ornaments and the pendants and the purple garments worn by the kings of Midian, and besides the collars that were around their necks of their camels, and Gideon made an ephod of it and put it in his city in Orpha. And all Israel whored after it there, and it became a snare to Gideon and to his family. So Midian was subdued before the people of Israel, and they raised their heads no more. And the land had rest for forty years in the days of Gibeon. Jerubal, the son of Joash, went and lived in his own house. Now Gideon had seventy sons, his own offspring, for he had many wives. And his concubine, who was in Shechem, also bore him a son, and he called his name Abimelech. And Gideon, the son of Joash, died in a good old age and was buried in the tomb of Joash, his father, at Orpha of the Abizrites. As soon as Gideon died, the people of Israel turned again and whored after Baals and made Baal Bereth their god. And the people of Israel did not remember the Lord their God, who had delivered them from the hand of all their enemies on every side. And they did not show steadfast love to the family of Jerubal, that is Gideon, in return for all the good that he had done to Israel. Now Abimelech, the son of Jerubal, went to Shechem to his mother's relatives and said to them and the whole clan of his mother's family, Say in the ears of all the leaders of Shechem, Which is better for you, that all seventy of the sons of Jeroboam rule over you, or that one rule over you? Remember also that I am your bone and your flesh. And his mother's relatives spoke all these words on his behalf in the ears of all the leaders of Shechem, and their hearts inclined to follow Abimelech, for they said, He is our brother. And they gave him seventy pieces of silver out of the house of baal Berith, which Abimelech hired worthless and reckless fellows who followed him. And he went to his father's house at Orpha and killed his brothers and the sons of Jerobel, seventy men, on one stone. But Jotham, the youngest son of Jerobel, was left, for he hid himself. And all the leaders of Shechem came together, and all beth and they went and made Abimelech king by the oak at the pillar of Shechem. When it was told to Jotham, he went and stood on top of Mount Gerizim and cried aloud and said to them, Listen to me, you leaders of Shechem, that God may listen to you. The trees once went out to anoint a king over them, and they said to the olive tree, Reign over us. But the olive tree said to them, Shall I leave my abundance, by which gods and men are honored, and go hold sway over the trees? And the trees said to the fig tree, You come and reign over us. But the fig tree said to them, Shall I leave my sweetness and my good fruit and go hold sway over the trees? And the trees said to the vine, You come and reign over us. But the vine said to them, Shall I leave my wine that cheers God and men and go hold sway over the trees? Then all the trees said to the bramble, You come and reign over us. And the bramble said to the trees, If in good faith you are anointing me king over you, then come and take refuge in my shade. But if not, let fire come out of the bramble and devour the cedars of Lebanon. Now therefore, if you acted in good faith and integrity when you made Abimelech king, and if you have dealt with Jerobel and his house, and have done to him as his deeds deserved, for my father fought for you, and risked his life, and delivered you from the hand of Midian, and you have risen up against my father's house this day, and have killed his sons, seventy men on the stone, and have made Abimelech the son of his female servant king over the leaders of Shechem, because he is your relative. If you then have acted in good faith and integrity with Jerobel, and with the house this day, then rejoice in Abimelech, and let him also rejoice in you. But if not, 
Let fire come out from Abimelech and devour the leaders of Shechem and Beth Malo. And let fire come out from the leaders of Shechem and from Beth Malo and devour Abimelech. And Jotham ran away and fled and went to Beer and lived there because of Abimelech, his brother. Abimelech ruled over Israel three years, and God sent an evil spirit between Abimelech and the leaders of Shechem. And the leaders of Shechem dealt treacherously with Abimelech, that the violence done to the seventy sons of Jeroboam might come, and their blood be laid on Abimelech, their brother, who killed them, and on the men of Shechem, who strengthened his hands to kill his brothers. And the leaders of Shechem put men in ambush against him on the mountaintops, and they robbed all who passed by them along the way. And it was told to Abimelech. And Gael the son of Ibed moved into Shechem with his relatives, and the leaders of Shechem put confidence in him. And they went out into the field and gathered the grapes from their vineyards, and trod them and held a festival. And they went into the house of their god, and ate and drank and reveled with Abimelech. And Gael the son of Ibed said, Who is Abimelech? And who are we of Shechem, that we should serve him? Is he not the son of Jerobel? And is not Zebel his officer? Serve the men of Hamor, the father of Shechem. But why should we serve him? Would that this people were under my hand, then I would remove Abimelech. I would say to Abimelech, Increase your army and come out. When Zebel, the ruler of the city, heard the words of Gael, the son of Ebed, his anger was kindled, and he sent messengers to Abimelech secretly, saying, Behold, Gael the son of Ebed and his relatives have come to Shechem, and they are stirring up the city against you. Now therefore go by night, you and the people who are with you, and set an ambush in the field. Then in the morning, as soon as the sun is up, rise early and rush upon the city. And when he and the people who are with him come out against you, you may do to them as your hand finds to do. So Abimelech and all the men who were with him rose up by night and set an ambush against Shechem in four companies. And Gael the son of Ebed went out and stood in the entrance of the gate of the city. And Abimelech and the people who were with him rose from the ambush. And when Gael saw the people, he said to Zebel, Look, people are coming down from the mountaintops. And Zebel said to him, You mistake the shadow of the mountains for men. Gael spoke up again and said, Look, people are coming down from the center of the land, and one company is coming from the direction of the diviner's oak. Then Zebel said to him, Where is your mouth now? You who said, Who is Abimelech, that we should serve him? Are not these the people whom you despised? Go out now and fight with them. And Gael went out at the head of the leaders of Shechem and fought with Abimelech. And Abimelech chased him, and he fled before him. And many fell wounded up to the entrance of the gate. And Abimelech lived at Aramah, and Zebul drove out Gael and his relatives so that they could not dwell at Shechem. On the following day the people went out into the field, and Abimelech was told. He took his people and divided them into three companies and set an ambush in the fields. And he looked and saw the people coming out of the city. So he rose against them and killed them. Abimelech and the company that was with him rushed forward and stood at the entrance of the gate of the city, while the two companies rushed upon all who were in the field and killed them. And Abimelech fought against the city all that day. He captured the city and killed the people who were in it, and he raised the city and sowed it with salt. When all the leaders of the tower of Shechem heard of it, they entered the stronghold of the house of Elberith. Abimelech was told that all the leaders of the tower of Shechem were gathered together, and Abimelech went up to Mount Zalman, he and all the people who were with him. And Abimelech took an axe in his hand and cut down a bundle of brushwood and took it up and laid it on his shoulder. And he said to the men who were with him, What you have seen me do, hurry and do as I have done. So every one of the people cut down his bundle, and following Abimelech, put it against the stronghold, and they set the stronghold on fire over them. 
so that all the people in the tower of Shechem also died, about 1,000 men and women. Then Abimelech went to Thebes and encamped against Thebes and captured it. But there was a strong tower within the city, and all the men and women and all the leaders of the city fled to it and shut themselves in, and they went up to the roof and the tower. And Abimelech came to the tower and fought against it and drew near to the door of the tower and burned it with fire. And a certain woman threw an upper millstone on Abimelech's head and crushed his skull. Then he called quickly to the young man, his armor bearer, and said to him, Draw your sword and kill me, lest they say of me, A woman killed him. And his young man thrust him through, and he died. And when the men of Israel saw that Abimelech was dead, everyone departed to his home. Thus God returned the evil of Abimelech, which he committed against the father in killing his seventy brothers. And God also made all the evil of the men of Shechem return on their heads. And upon them came the curse of Jotham, the son of Jeroboam. Thanks so much for listening to God's Plan, Your Part. If anything stuck out to you, if you have any questions, or if you'd like to receive a Bible, you can email us at godsplanyourpart at gmail.com. Also, if you're enjoying the podcast, please consider supporting us through the link in our description. We love that you're on this journey with us, and we hope you have a great day. See you tomorrow.